Good morning. I'm John, and this is the Daily Wrestling News Show for September 28th. If you're a wrestling fan, of course you know the name Stone Cold Steve Austin. If you're a wrestling fan beyond the age of about 30, and you had a friend or family member who got you watching wrestling early, you lived through and hopefully watched live as Austin created both amazing moments in the ring as well as shocking and often hilarious moments outside the ring. As discussed earlier this week, the Austin McMahon feud that would be the driving force that took the WWF from the other guys in the Monday Night Wars to putting WCW in the rear view and taking over the wrestling world unofficially kicked off when Austin delivered the first of dozens of stunners to McMahon on the September 22nd episode of Raw in 1997. The first year or two of this rivalry is just packed with amazing moments of Austin torturing McMahon, both physically and mentally. Often, that torment would involve Austin in a vehicle of some sort, traditional or otherwise. Whether he was driving one, destroying one, or sometimes both, the choice of vehicle was rarely boring. So what memorable Austin vehicle had its moment on this day in 1998? Hey there, if you're listening to this, then chances are you love wrestling. And if you care to continue the conversation with me, John, and other listeners of this show, then I invite you to join the Daily Wrestling News Show Facebook group. Just search for Daily Wrestling News Show or go to facebook.com slash groups slash wrestling news show and click join. We cannot wait to meet you there. The group is brand new, so if you're one of the first to join, don't be afraid to say hi. Now, on with the show. On September 28th, 1998, Raw was live from the Joe Louis Arena in Detroit, Michigan, home of the back-to-back Stanley Cup champion Detroit Red Wings. The prior evening, just across the border in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, the WWF presented the Breakdown In Your House pay-per-view. That card was headlined by a triple threat match for the WWF Championship between defending champion Stone Cold Steve Austin and his challengers, the Brothers of Destruction, Kane and The Undertaker. That main event had a couple of stipulations that were aimed at making sure Austin did not leave the building as champion. For starters, Kane and The Undertaker were not allowed to pin each other. If either man was going to leave Canada as champion, they had to do so by putting down Stone Cold. Additionally, if anyone interfered on behalf of Austin, the champ would immediately be stripped of the title. The match saw plenty of near falls where either Kane or Undertaker tried to pin Austin only to have the attempt spoiled by their sibling. In the end, though, the Sinister Giants delivered a double choke slam and pinned Austin simultaneously. Austin had been defeated for the title, but no clear new champion could be crowned. In a rare moment, Howard Finkel was at a loss for words. The winner of the bout and new World Wrestling Federation champion, Fink couldn't finish the sentence. As he watched from in front of the Titantron with Commissioner Slaughter and Stooges 1 and 1A, Patterson and Briscoe, all Vince seemed to care about was the title itself. He sent Gerald Briscoe to ringside to swipe the Smoking Skull belt before Earl Hebner had a chance to contemplate that he wasn't sure who to hand it to anyway. Briscoe delivered the belt to Vince, who hopped in a running limo and seemed to pull away. But when Austin was done handing out doggy bags of whoop-ass to Patterson, Briscoe, and Slaughter and headed backstage, he found McMahon's limo had only made it about 100 feet. Vince needed to deliver one final message to Austin, the one-finger salute that he himself had received so many times from Austin. 
With that, Vince jumped back in the limo and took off, leaving Austin pissed, Kane, Taker, and Hebner confused, and the Canadian fans less than satisfied. The September 28th edition of Raw kicked off with Stone Cold's music, but it was Vince McMahon who emerged and made his way to the ring. His entourage consisted of the usual suspects, Slaughter, Patterson, Briscoe, as well as a half dozen of Detroit's finest. Vince had the smoking skull belt over his shoulder as he stood in the ring and assured Austin there would be no rematch. In a magnanimous gesture, however, McMahon decreed this to be Stone Cold Steve Austin Knight and posted plenty more Detroit police officers around the entry points of the arena to assure that Austin would have no trouble finding his way inside on his special night. Vince also told the crowd that by the end of the night, we would crown a new WWF champion and that champion would be handed the official WWF championship title, not the one currently over Vince's shoulder. No, that personalized Stone Cold belt, complete with rattlesnakes and skulls designed by artist Matthew Balk, was headed for the mantle of one of Vince's homes to rest alongside his other awards and trophies. In the meanwhile, however, Vince had Commissioner Slaughter place Austin's personal title around the WWF owner's waist for safekeeping. At the top of the next hour, the war zone began, with Vince and crew returning to the ring where the classic WWF winged eagle sat proudly on a comfy bed of red velvet and under glass like the museum piece it deserved to be. Vince introduced the Phenom and the Big Red Monster and had them join him in the ring, where he would bestow the worthy champion with his proper trophy. But which of the brothers would it be? That answer would not come tonight as promised, because as Vince began his congratulatory spiel, the cameras would cut to the backstage area. The next visual is one for the ages. Austin crashed through a gate on the Stanley Cup champion's Zamboni, which, in a completely apropos coincidence, happened to have a light beer sponsorship emblazoned across it. He proceeded to mow down traffic horses and drag lighting rigs on an iceless yet stone-cold rampage through the backstage area and into the arena all to the uproarious delight of the Detroit crowd. And while he didn't have the nuanced skills of, say, the New Jersey Devil or New York Islander Zamboni crew, he did manage to find his way to where he needed to be and ended his Paul Revereian ride with a figurative hip check as he bumped the ring a couple of inches before parking his chariot. McMahon prepared for Austin's arrival by lining up his personal security team of Detroit police officers along the ropes to prevent Austin from even climbing in. But ever the master strategist, Austin hopped from the Zamboni's driver's seat to the elevated hood and took a few running steps before diving over and through the officers to clothesline McMahon to the canvas. In a moment of serendipitous timing, a fan managed to send a Stone Cold Steve Austin punching bag sailing into the ring just as Austin and McMahon crashed to the mat, and Austin turned Vince's head into a punching bag of his own with a series of rapid-fire right hands. It wouldn't be long before Stone Cold was corralled by police in the ring. Even once handcuffed, Austin managed to body block Vince off of his feet one more time. And as he was led out of the building, Stone Cold delivered the now classic line, I ain't through with you, Vince. I ain't through with you, not yet by a long shot. 
And that's not even where Vince's bad night would end. After Austin was taken to jail, a pissed off Vince returned to the ring to inform Kane and Taker that since they didn't uphold their end of the bargain by protecting Vince from Austin, neither of them would be getting handed the championship. They would have to fight for it at the next pay-per-view, with Austin forced to suffer the indignity of raising one of their hands as new champion in his role as guest referee. Vince got a little carried away with his words, though, and offended the big men. He almost got away with just a verbal warning from The Undertaker, but when Vince got caught seconds later flipping off the dead man behind his back, the boss took another beating from his employees. The brothers lumped up the WWF owner, and the elbows that Taker would drop on Vince's leg landed him in the hospital. But I'm sure Ryan will tell you all about that one tomorrow. And all this madness happened on this day in 1998. This has been the Daily Wrestling News Show for September 28th, 2022. We'll see you tomorrow.